everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 179, I got it wrong last week, for April 17th, 2019. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Scott Turner, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Hmm, that sounds pretty good. Uh, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Lakeside Woodcrafter, Rob Ray, and... By Davey request. And Pop Pop Makerspace. I'm going to say that one more time because they did up the ante on that one. A gangy and pop pop makerspace. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That's like that's like pulling it up. For, you know, back. What is that? What do you call? You know, bringing up bringing up the rear. You know, it's an important position in life. You got you got you got. No. Try to keep it G rated, eh, Bill? That's serious. Like, have you ever gone on like a multiple motorcycle ride with people? You have. To I don't know what kind of picture you're painting here with this euphemism, but it's not appreciated. It's it's. It's a G rated podcast. Okay. Oh my gosh. I, I, All right. Slow your What are we working on? Bill the Mop Top is cooking. <laughs> you know what? I'm not doing anything, but I can tell you something that happened yesterday. And um, uh, Casey and I went out. Uh, first of all, she made me go to the gym. So I'm, Yeah, I I'm saw wo- that. Hashtag gym tyrant. Yeah, she's a gym tyrant. She's like, nice guy. Oh, Oh, how much do you want to curl, honey? You want me to grab that hundred pound weight? I'm, I'm just, I'm looking at her in dismay. It's like, no, oh, we don't know. Anyway, so we go to the gym, we go do some grocery shopping. We come home, and the front of my house, for anybody that's ever been here, you know, has a huge six foot wide by five foot tall front window, and it's original to the house. All the rest of the windows, my landlords have had um, upgraded with. Uh, like, you know, vinyl windows, you know, dual pane, weather resistant, good. Now, this front window, granted, is old. Um, it rattles every time you open the front door because it's like the front door and this gigantic window, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we drove up the driveway and the entire window is busted out from the inside. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. And I know what it was because Danny charges the window when she sees a squirrel. So it had to have been Danny, but we're freaked out. It's like, did she jump out the window? Did the cats get out? Is she cut in half, lying inside, bleeding to death? I mean, you know what I mean? It was just, it was, it was pretty. Uh, everybody's okay. Nobody got out. All of that stuff is, is. But yeah, that was. I had to deal with that yesterday. Then it was about. So I got big old pieces of plywood up on the front of my house. Luckily, my landlord is uh, here because they live right next door and they have a house in Minnesota that they stay in most of the year. But he happens to be here, so I went. No, dude, sorry about the front window. Well, obviously, we'll pay for it. And so that's going to happen, but it's going to be a while. But I just didn't realize how scary that thought of driving up to your home and seeing something like that. I've never had that experience. I've had my car broken into where it's like you walk up to your car and you see the window smashed, right? But not my house. That was, that was, mm. that was terrifying on many levels. Yeah. So, you feel yeah. violated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, immediately, you know, the first thing you see is the window broken and then my mind starts working. Okay. No, it's broken from the inside. So that takes away most of the fear of 
somebody broke into my house and then it's like oh my gosh it had to have been danny now i'm freaking out is she like i said is she cut did a big old slab because there's like jagged anyway so that's 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 what um is keeping me occupied for the next few days i took the day off today to get the quote on it and get something scheduled and all that but yeah what a what a weird thing to have happen Mm. yeah so in the meantime Mm -hmm. your house is boarded up it is boarded up the front of my house has got a big old piece of plywood uh, guys coming out Wednesday to take the official measurements and schedule the, the install because they got to order it. Obviously it's an old house and I want it just to fit into the opening. I don't want to tear stuff apart to use a grab and go from the big store. Um, but yeah, so as soon as he does that, then I will officially take a tarp, like a blue tarp and, and seal it up really, really well. So I've got plywood from the inside and the outside, uh, yeah, it's just this big, giant monstrosity of a hole in the house. Yikes. But mm. on the upside, um, I told the landlord, hey, I, I will fix this and let's put in a modern window. None of this. I don't want to just replace this giant pane of glass. You know, let's yeah. put in a, you know, an Anderson or Milgard or something dual mm. pane with the little because uh, all the rest of their windows have the little cross sections in it. You know, this window did not open. So it will get the sliders going back and forth on it. And um, they said. He's like, yeah, that, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. Then he comes over today. He says, hey, I talked to Sharon. You're not to pay for any of this upgrade. All you're going to pay for is what it would be if it was just replacing the pane of glass. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. It's, you know, my, I, this is it's going to help me out anyway. No, no, no. We're going to get tax advantage and everything. You're not paying. For, I love my landlord. They are the best that's, people. That's a that good landlord. Yeah. They're very, yeah. very sweet. They, um, they've been so good to us all these years. And so I just like to put out some love and fairness in the world. I hope, I hope other people have that experience if they have landlords pay it forward anyway, pay it forward how about uh, you there timothy what do you what do you think uh, anything you're working on besides healing um yeah i'm working on some stuff i finally i, I was telling the guys in the pre-show that i was i i was out all week and uh i was just knocked out with a with a fever basically for the week and stuff but um i'm almost back to my normal self and uh and I finally got back in the shop this weekend. I put in a couple half days and got back to work. I finally finished up my electric ukulele I've been working on, um, which came out pretty cool. That gets mailed out to its its new owner tomorrow. And um, I have been messing around with a uh, Maslow CNC. Did I? Do we talk about that on this? No. Uh, do you know what oh, that is? Oh yes, 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 yes. Well, it's called it's called Maker Made CNC now. Is uh, Maslow is the old name. But yeah, so it's the it's this open source kit. It's a four foot by eight foot CNC machine that you build up. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, vertical, like it goes more like kind of like against a wall. So yeah. it, it's like anything when you it's 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 sort of a new foreign thing, and so you're like looking online, and it's open source, and it's been around for a while, and a lot of people have been making improvements and this and that, and so there's a lot of information out there, and it gets a little bit confusing. But that's one of the things that MakerMade is working on this company that's that's now selling the kits they, they want to try and streamline and make it a little bit easier to jump in without having to be like a computer genius or a cnc genius you know to get into it and they're so guys like me are beta testing this in a lot of ways like so they kind of just mail me the kit and they're like have at it put it together and you know and see where you get stuck <laughs> basically you know i actually okay. seen this thing in action a couple of years ago at maker fair they had it yeah um it's it's pretty cool it's really really cool yeah it's interesting it's um i've got it i've got it together now today i i was running it and actually cutting stuff with it 
Um, but I haven't got my Z working quite right yet. There's like a little motor that goes, basically what it is, is it's a rigid, uh, router. It's a really nice router, actually. It's, yeah. um, I was pretty impressed with this thing. I might, I might get another one, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, um, it, it's got the base plate and you know, the base plate has like the Acme thread, like a screw in it basically. And there's that plastic part that clips on there and then you adjust the height. So there's a motor that goes on the end of that. Um, and that's your Z axis. So it actually just turns the screw of this plunge, not plunge router base, but this fixed base adjustable router base. And that's how you do your Z. And I, I don't think I have the, I might have a number wrong somewhere or something because it's not like I've, I've just drew a couple circles and was cutting them out and it didn't cut it deep enough. It's not, but then there's the other, th- the other thing about it is the way it sits in the housing. There's like, there's always like a little bit of play in there. Um, well, cause it's, 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 it's kind of gravity. I mean, people to imagine this, it's, it's, if you lean a piece of plywood against the wall and you use a couple of ropes to hang this router from, uh, that's how it's, it's using gravity, right? The weight of the right. router itself is what's kind of holding it to the piece. And then also explain uh, a Z axis is what raises and lowers the cutting head. Correct. Right. So if you picture like a sheet of paper on the wall, X and right. Y, X would be up and down and Y would be left and right. And then Z would be, you know, like toward the paper and away from the paper. Okay. Um, right. So it's, that's your Z axis in machining. Um, and so the, the X and Y, yeah, it's, it's two bicycle chains basically. Yeah. And they go, they go over these little, just a geared motor in each corner. Um, and then there's like all this stuff. Like when you, when you look at the, there's like the people have, there's like elastic, like paracord, and like these mm-hmm. little gears that basically what all they do is they hold the excess chain out of the way uh, right. when you don't need it. But you don't really know that at first unless you, you know, until you kind of figure it all out. You're like, oh, this is important. You're like trying to figure out measurements. And so I'm looking at all these people's drawings and like everybody's got their nail that holds the gear in a different spot. I'm like, which one's right for my system? And then I kind of figured it out. I'm like, oh, duh, it doesn't matter. You just put the chain up and get out of the way. So there's like all this stuff I was like overthinking. Hmm in the process of building it you know and so now i've got this big it's like a like a almost like a painter's easel like you know it's got a slight angle to it and it's like this amazing like it's almost like a sheet goods cart waiting to happen right um you know so i'm gonna probably do that eventually like to to turn it into sheet goods stores once i've got it all figured out but it's just this little tiny arduino chip runs the whole darn thing plug into a laptop Mm. and and uh yeah so it's i mean it's not um it's not a production machine. You know, if you're, if you're like, oh, I'm going to start making plywood furniture on this thing and be rich, like, you're going to – it's just not fast. You know <laughs> No what one I mean? has ever like, said that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not it's, – uh, it's, it's a lot slower than, like, a, you know, like a, t- a typical style CNC machine. And it's – you know, once I get the Z-axis set up, be ready to go and cut, it seems fairly accurate because I was just kind of cutting the same circle over and over again while I was, while I was messing with it, and it kept going in the same spot. If you move the thing around, you hit go back to zero. It goes back to the same spot. So it does seem hmm. pretty accurate, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what I can do with it. Um, you know, it's not it's not going to replace my benchtop machine to say the least. But uh, I'm really excited about experimenting in this like larger form thing with it. You know, and I've got a, I'm going to do a project for them eventually once I learn how to use it and have it all set up. So I was, like I was how, just thinking, how strong are those gears or the motors that are turning the gears like? Can you plunge deeper than, I don't know, an eighth of an inch at a time? Well, you're not really supposed to do that, I guess, anyways. But if you have a sharp bit and everything's going good, I mean, the highest speeds that I've seen people run these at is, uh, or what they say on the forums is uh, about 45 uh, inches a, wow. a minute or whatever. Um, that's a good That's good speed. Yeah, I mean, I run my CNC at, at 100, you know. Like, oh, do you? Okay. 
Yeah, I don't. Because I run mine slower. Yeah, but, but again, you got to remember you can't go too deep because the weight of that router is what's holding it on the surface, right? Right. I mean, if eventually, yeah, the the, the routers on this this plate that the bicycle chains are connected to, and then there's right. bricks hanging on the bottom of it as like ballast, and you can you can adjust the way it sits by moving those bricks around a little bit. So that right. whole plate is pretty heavy. Um, but yeah, I imagine if you were trying to zip around at a hundred inches, you know, a minute and, and cut a half inch at a time, I imagine you'd find yourself with the router kind of leaning up and, you know, right. Bouncing, probably yeah. bouncing if anything. I th- yeah. I think depth is, is going to, is the, probably the weakest link of the setup, you know, because it doesn't mm-hmm. have like the full force of a machine actually like screwing down on it. But, Pushing um, but it, yeah. yeah, but it's. You know, so that's that's like I said, the only problem I'm having is with the Z-axis right now, just setting it right. I and mean, the the original versions of it didn't even have that Z-axis motor, so you would actually just fire up your router, plunge it in, go over to your computer, hit start, cut uh-huh. it, and then and then you would do your second pass, and you'd lower the router a little more and hit cut again. You know, um, that's the way. You know, but they're getting better. You know what I mean? And and uh, so yeah, it's I I got it up and running. I'm happy about that. I haven't actually completely cut through a half inch sheet of plywood yet, but I will. <laughs> And uh, Interesting. It's, I love learning, and it's it's great that I mean I don't really have the time to be doing this right now, but that it will, you know, it pay off in in the long run because I'm supposed to do a, a sponsored video for them. So, so you know that'll, but it, yeah, it's just a lot of a lot of learning. Yeah, I feel like this would be good for making arcade machines because you could CNC a full four by eight sheet. Yep. Well, it's yeah, anything like that or like like signs. I don't see myself using it all that often once I'm done with it. Um, but you know, like I had a job last summer, I was contacted about making, uh, they wanted four letters that were eight feet tall. Um, uh-huh. you know, and it was And like, so I was going to, I, I called Jimmy. I was like, Hey, if I get this gig, can I come up and use your machine? He's like, yeah. But so I had to budget into the get to the, the cost four hours of driving to Jimmy's and back. You know what I mean? So, right. It, That's quite a bit. Like just yeah, playing cut out letters or box letters. Like with depth to them, or just uh, well, there's gonna be there's gonna be depth to them, and there's gonna be lights inside them. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. So I had to, so like the letter F, you'd have to cut two eight foot Fs out of one sheet of plywood, you know, two well two sheets of plywood, right? And then and then there's all the parts to make the sides and stuff. There's gonna be plexiglass involved, all this stuff, and even okay. uh, on this on my CNC, the Maslow that I have now, or the MakerMade that I have now, it would still be a, like a long process versus like a a full size bench machine because it works slower and it's a little bit more. Awkward. But you could but, do it. But I could do it in less time than driving four hours to Jimmy's place and back. Right. And and I could do it while doing other things, you know. So so for again, because people are listening to this, what would you say it would take like um how long would it take for you to cut the letter F out of a four by eight sheet of plywood? Like a eight foot letter F. Would that be an all day process? A multiple day, hours? Uh, not Probably all day. An hour. Um. Yeah. Pro- I, a good guess would be, yeah, you know, over an hour, hour, hour and a half. Just so like, like yes, yeah, it's just a, yeah. I, I was twice as long as it would be on a twenty thousand dollars CNC machine, but this machine costs seven hundred bucks all in. Right. You know, because right. that, that's your only other option. You know. So still, to, I mean, that's that's an amazing piece of equipment. If you can, you you know, get that running, yeah. cutting your thing, and you're over there making guitars and other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Exactly. I mean, I like I like I've said several times. Like three years ago, I, I had no interest in any of this tech at all. I just I liked using the scroll saw. I still do, 
But I got hooked on it. I'm just like, I'm all into it. I'm like, bring me more robots, man. I just want to be the robot conductor. <laughs> I want to get a little wand and like a powdered wig and just conduct robots all day now. I'm, I'm in. The maestro. <laughs> yeah, the maestro of the robots, you know. The, I need, the like, Mickey, didn't I need Mickey more Mouse laptops. get in trouble for doing that? Yeah. Didn't yeah, he animate he a bunch of... Yeah, he yes. animated a bunch of inanimate objects and uh, they kind of took over. I'm just saying. Yeah, that, that's I'm fine with so that. So these are Bill's pop culture references. Yeah, Fantasia. Fantasia. <laughs> Fantasia. Yeah. yeah. You can so, never make fun of Anchorman again, okay? Just saying. I don't make fun of it. i just never seen it. We've been doing this podcast for three years. You'd think you'd set aside an hour and 47 minutes to be part of the joke. The only time I'm ever going to set aside an hour Talladega and 43 nights. minutes <laughs> is when you are in yeah. Hayward. That's it. Okay. So we're going to watch Anchorman together. You need to set aside three hours to get no, God no. there, too. God, no. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just going to set aside time to see you because you're that important. Anchorman is not. By the way, Casey says you're welcome to stay at the house. I appreciate it. And that. I told her, no, you're not. Right. Yeah. I'm like not, not that you're not welcome, just that you're not going to take that. So out. wait, so right. you're going to go visit Bill, but you didn't come to my place in March. So here's the thing: I would he have to drive better. about ten hours to come and see you and create a trip that doesn't really need to happen. There are Whereas airports actually, here too. I know, but I need to drive because I got to drive home with the welder. Oh right, right, right. But with Bill, I actually have a customer in Hayward, and I actually do need to make this trip. So, and I've only ever better. been to San Diego, so I do want to see other parts of California. Hmm. Well, well, San Diego's San Diego's a little bit south of where I'm at, maybe by about 14 hours or so. Yeah, it's the southernmost tip, but uh, I, like I said, I've been there, so I, I am excited to see other parts of You know, if you ended up California. in San Diego, though, if you go by there first... You might end up getting shipped to San Francisco anyway. I'm saying I don't need to go there. I'm saying I've been there before, so I That's want It's a political to see joke it. I was trying to make. Never mind. We didn't get shipped it. Shipped to other... Yeah, I didn't get it either. Never mind. It was too political. Fantasia! Fantasia! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Phil, what are you working on? I uh, did a little uh, electronics work. I ordered... Uh, so here's the thing. I feel like a bit of a hypocrite because we we talk collectively, the royal we, about bringing manufacturing back to North America and getting people to buy things full price and understanding the value of goods and all that stuff. But then I will just turn around and buy cheap stuff from China when it comes to electronics because it's super easy and there's free shipping and it just comes in like two weeks or whatever. So I feel bad about that, but so I got this um, lithium ion, lithium polymer, like this universal charger thing. Like basically you set your voltage. It's for RC airplanes and RC quadcopters to be able to charge virtually any battery you want. It just comes mm -hmm. with alligator clips and you can charge anything. So um, I really didn't even need it for a specific purpose, but I just wanted one as part of building up my electronics bench. I had a couple of uh, old batteries that I thought I could convert to lithium from metal halide and, and I mean, uh, yeah. No, not metal nickel, halide. Nickel metal hydride, sorry. Hydride. And yeah, metal halide's a light. And um, 
Anyway, so I got it, and as it turns out, one of the buttons didn't work. The one that lets you select which kind of battery you're going to be charging. Yeah, but see, you got this in just a couple weeks, and it was free shipping. Right. So, well, I guess this could lead into the topic. But basically, I uh, I was like, oh, should I send this thing back? Ugh, it's only 20 bucks. Maybe I should just order another one. And then I remembered, ah, I have the right attitude. So I Googled. It's called a IMAX B6, and it's kind of like this universal thing. Like, everybody has one of these who who, ha- who does drone, like, quadcopters, multi-cell battery charging, that kind of thing. And so I, um, I looked up broken button, and as it turns out, it's a problem, and you could just replace the buttons, and it shows you how to just buy, like, these momentary switches, and you just solder them together. Here are the jump pads. Here's where you... I was on my way home today. I went to my favorite electronic store called Axis Electronique, and uh, and I bought some momentary switches, soldered it up. Works like a charm. So that's what made me think about sort of this topic that we're talking about, which is just called attitude. Despite uh, Bill's best effort, we have not renamed that. And uh, and like that's what that's what I love about our community, about this whole movement, is just having the attitude to to say, I can fix it. I can do that. There is nothing that we cannot do. Like, literally, there's nothing we cannot do. I mean, I think if we put our brains together as a community, we could send somebody to the moon, frankly. Um, Let's not do that, but I'm saying I think we could. And and Andy Andy Berkey would volunteer to go. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to make it back alive, but we'd still go. Glorious. (laughs) He would totally still go. I'm sure he would, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was, I enjoyed doing that. So that was sort of the one thing that I, that's the one project I've done. I, I was in North Carolina, I came back, I've been exhausted, just wiped. I mean, this weekend burned me out. Like it was really nice days. So we were outside with the kids all day and I don't know why. I've just been really tired recently. And uh, anyway, so this little, this little electronics foray got me excited, got the juices going again about just getting out and doing stuff. And I know I want to, build out uh, my electronics bench. I bought some LED strip lights. I'm going to create an overhead light for that little area because I find it pretty dim. Um, you know, and build some shelving and just get really organized, get some of those plastic organizers for parts. You, you know, so I got the got the juices flowing for that again. And and like I said, I, I love the idea that, you know, we can, we can fix things. And I guess that's the whole point of having a workbench, right? It's knowing that you can fix things, but this is the tool that you'd use to fix, you're fixing. So I, I was curious yeah. to know if you guys, I mean, I know you both have terrific attitudes in general, but <laughs> what what are your thoughts specifically about the attitude that it takes to be a maker, a repairer of goods rather than a consumer of new ones? Oh, I think I, I think I would take it a step further and even be specific to this podcast of being a reclaimer because it is a complete, right. you know, like uh, just a few weeks ago we talked about on the podcast uh you know about that like well gee sometimes it just seems so easy to just go to the store and right. buy buy a two by four instead of pulling the nails out of this one you know but um but there is that attitude of like perseverance that i mean i think all makers experience it especially like makers like us that are always swimming upstream mm-hmm. you know of uh of, of going that extra mile and in, in the labor that we put into things and you know for me it, it began out of um uh necessity lack of 
lack of finances, lack of tools, lack of stuff. And so I would get stuff for free and I would, you know, polish a turd, so to speak. And I would always try to find <laughs> a way to, to, to take broken things and make them work again. So I, I didn't come into it with, like, I have this attitude I was going to save the world. I came to this attitude that if I want to have nice things, I need to figure out how to make them, you know, and how to, sure. how to cre- create them. And then it just turned into, to, you know, this constant um, struggle to continue down that road and, and push it further, you know. I think, I think it's that... Oh, go ahead. No, no. Well, I was going to say, as, as far as the reclaiming goes, I think definitely my attitude is whatever it is, whether I'm going to make something, whether I have to repair something, my first thought is always, do I have what I need? Can I go find what I need? Can I... You know what I mean? The, the thought process, mm-hmm. my attitude is always, wonder if, uh, you know, do I know of a dumpster somewhere, blah, blah, blah. You know, that process always goes through it doesn't always happen i even struggled with that for a minute with this broken window i mean the first thing i thought was you know what i can go to home depot bring them the measurements have them order me the window and i can install it and then i can i've got you know the trim wood and everything is going to go in after you install the window mm-hmm. I, I got pallet wood anything else you can use for you know what i mean so that thought process entered it is that attitude's always there mm-hmm. of course i'm not going to do that but right you know, <laughs> I, I think that but no, that's an important thing because sometimes that attitude it can get confused and mixed up with your ego. Um, yeah, that's well, something that. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not just ego. It's also uh, as far as like if it was my house, it would be one thing. But I want to make sure that the landlords number one, they're gonna they're gonna get tax credit for it. They're they're gonna need the warranty for this. You know, I'm not gonna be here forever, so it is their house. They're gonna you know they want it right. done. Although I've done things already. Um, you know, replace but, the water heater. I fixed things before, but this is like the front of their house. So it's like, let's get it installed by somebody that does this all the time. Could I do it? But, Absolutely. Have I done it? I have. Have I done a lot of it? No. 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 A couple times. Even if you own, even if you own the house, though, you sort of think the same way because it's even it's not. It's like your investment. You know what I mean? So well, like, yeah, and it's just there's warranty yeah. involved. There's all kinds of stuff involved with you know what is the cost? I can replace my own faucet. No big deal because that's not that hard. That's always the first thing you think of. But even this, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this window. It's like this thing is just you pull it. I could do yeah. this. I mean, they make it to fit perfectly in there. I could do this. You know, it's like no, 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 no. Being, I I agree with Tim that sometimes our uh, our our problem solving you know, desire gets mixed in with ego and audacity and all that stuff. I can't even tell you how many times I've broken stuff because I was like, I could do this. And then I'm like, hmm, as it turns out, no, I can't. I think that, I mean, like 10, 15 years ago, there was no professionals ever getting called to my house. Like I was, I was going to fix everything. You know? like, like, I was just like, he wants $50 an hour for what? You know I mean? And like just recently we had our our um our bathtub our shower drain was was yeah. uh dripping you know like the the faucet in the tub was dripping and so you know i went in and i i couldn't get the screw loose to get the thing right. off because we have hard water and and like it just i was like you know what and like the third time the screwdriver slipped i was like if i keep doing this i'm gonna strip the thread and i'm gonna break something when i try to drill it out because i don't know what it looks like on the other side because i'm not a licensed plumber i, I just i don't and I'm going to end up at the hard, the Home Depot seven times trying to fix everything. And we're going to have the water shut off to our house the whole time. I was like, or we could pay someone a couple hundred bucks to come. I'm like, honey, just call call John, your, our plumber friend. <laughs> like, you know, right, like right. that's like older and wiser me. My attitude is still like, I'm going to fix it. But I think that I'm learning to put my ego behind that attitude. 
you know. Well, you also hmm. you also learn. I mean, you you have a an attitude of appreciation too for what you used to think was just too expensive to have somebody come out yeah. and do it. Now you understand why they charge you what they do. Yeah. Not that sure. not that you shouldn't be a little bit, you know, careful. I mean, you need to be consumer yeah. wise, but for the most part, when somebody says, "Hey, it's going to cost 120 bucks just to come out and look at this," I understand why. That's time, it's effort, it's, you know, all of that stuff makes sense now. That's yeah. one thing, one attitude I have now is I, I don't begrudge people who can fix things that I can't or that can do it much more efficiently than I can charge for it, you know? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah, that's, I mean, and, you know, sure enough, when the, the plumber came, I wasn't here, but, you know, he couldn't get the screw out. He had, you know, all those same things I did, but he knew where he could, how hard he could push without breaking something. He knew, and he had everything on his truck if something did go wrong, you know? Right, right. <laughs> And he knew what it was. Like that's that's what I was paying the guy for. <laughs> There's an expression called it goes like this. Cheap is expensive and expensive is cheap. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? So like, yeah, it would have cost you nothing, you know, to s- try to fix it yourself and maybe you would have succeeded, maybe you wouldn't have, but stripping it out, having to use an extractor or maybe damaging something in the, in the process would have yeah. cost you six times the price of calling the guy for a couple hundred bucks and you knew exactly what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> what what about what about when you have that defeatist attitude? When you're you approach something and your first thought is, "Oh man, I can't I can't do this." Uh, you know, and you have to work yourself around that, talk yourself into it a little bit. Your confidence needs to come back up. Have either one of you experienced that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, not, not so recently. I think my, my aversion to doing something is more along Tim's, uh, idea of sort of, uh, let's call it maker wisdom. You know, like I, I know what I can and what I can't do or what I should do and I shouldn't do. Like I shouldn't mess with plumbing specifically unless it's like easy peasy stuff. I should do my best not to mess with electricity unless it's easy peasy stuff like i'm not going to start running wires in my house but i can change a switch or a socket i'm not going to mess with the panel because i have no experience with that and i don't want to die this isn't a home improvement show though this is a maker show what about in the workshop you're like are there things like where your wife has her honeydew list or her pinterest list or the things you look at you're like (laughs) no (laughs) you know i mean do you have any of those i haven't encountered that yet luckily um my wife doesn't seem to trust me with very much so the projects are very easy <laughs> oh, yeah. that's really funny. I so far I've been trusted with melamine cubbies and cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> there's no fine furniture being trusted to me. Hey man, you're on your way to a full remodel, don't worry. I think so, but anyways. She said, Can you make some some cheap cubbies for the kids? It could be my birthday present. I was like No <laughs> argument here, you got it. <laughs> But meanwhile, um, I'm going to do them with all rabbits, so it's not going to be as, you know, right. knock it out in a day kind of thing. I can tell you, one of, one of the things I struggle with now in the shop, a defeatist attitude that I have, mm-hmm. um, is the whole tech CNC world. I still, I tell myself I'm just not interested, blah, 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 but I think a big part of it is, is my attitude is just, I'm not going to be able to do it. It's it's too complicated. It's more tech than I want to you know what i mean so there's already a defeat and i'm just like and i don't need to i can what what do i need a cnc for and trust me i'm i'm looking at at the entire community i'm seeing how everybody i i forgot what i just saw a recent um 
something where they were saying 33% of households on average in the U.S. now have a 3D printer. That's not true. Well, something yeah, along those lines. No, something that along those insane. lines. No. Yeah. I think, no, about, think it. about it. 3D. One in three people have a Well, printer. you know what? If, if the way they did the math is that they have Bob from I Like to Make Stuff, or they have him factored in, that could totally raise the average. Because he, like, <laughs> he has like 50 or 60 of those things as it is. No, that's so. ridiculous. There aren't a hundred and two. Like, there's, there isn't 40 million of these machines in people's homes. I will concede any actual figures, but I just saw something recently okay. that did say talk about the fact that there's 3D printers in that in a lot of houses. <coughs> I don't even know how many printers. Like one in 33 percent of people have printers in their homes. Like, no. Yes, that, <laughs> that makes more sense to me. Even that number, I don't think, is accurate though. <laughs> no, that one I believe just a regular. But, but they're still, but they're still talking about like uh, China is going to be. Able, they're, they're trying to work out how to build houses with 3D printers. Literally, build houses with 3D printers. I've seen that. They oh pour yeah, concrete this, this cement. They pour concrete. It's really cool. Yeah, but to me, it's yeah. so daunting. It's it is. Uh, it's I do have like a defeatist attitude. I'm just like, you know what? I just I don't have to do it. I'm I don't need to do it. Why should I bother? But I, I want to get over that. There's a part of me that does want to get over that. The software is pretty easy, and frankly, Bill, I don't do this very often, but um, you learned how to play guitar in your fifties, man. You could do anything. <laughs> yeah, like, eh. yeah. You know what? Honestly. The CNC, I mean, it's like, okay, like the, the maker-made CNC I'm working with right now, the build-it-yourself, four-foot-by-eight-foot, f- open-source code that you have to download from 100 million places on the internet. Don't do that. that. That'll scare you. But pick yourself up a laser, a benchtop laser with the software that yeah. comes with it. You put in your computer, and you're going to be hooked. It'll yeah. get you it'll I, get you. I, I do think it. that's what you, it's going to take. Start. Yeah. And then it's going to take me getting easy. a little something small that I can play around with, and once I get the once I get the the bug but yeah but that's just an example i mean you know any other like i said a defeatist attitude in the shop where you've you've gotten a job and you just don't think you are capable of doing it not that you don't have the tools or now we're smart enough to know that we can outsource some things for jobs like you were talking about driving down to jimmy's right to use so Mm -hmm. but it's just something it's like you know what i don't think i can do that i don't i don't think i can do that yeah, you you no, could, but know. you have to you have to want to do it. It's like I I always say, there's no such thing as talent, only desire, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what talent is: is the desire to keep going at it. Every time you get kicked in the shins, you keep going back in, you know, out there and getting kicked again. That's what talent is: is not giving up. And so, it, it's not a life. Yeah, it, it, then you die. So, right. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> but so that's that's all. That is you just don't desire it enough to to start down that path right now you have other interests and there's nothing wrong with that i mean there's like um you know like forging and like all these other like you know things in the maker sphere that i'm interested in doing painting i've always wanted to be a painter but i don't have enough desire to put in the time to become a good painter like well i I can tell you years ago when i was young i did a lot of forging but i almost got caught and i said i'm never doing that again (laughs) When you said that, that's what I, I was thinking too. I was I like, "Geez, how bad do you need money?" <laughs> you know what? When, when uh, printers were... first came out, you know, <laughs> right? Big Heidelberg. Um, I don't. I don't know how to say this without sounding like a, an obnoxious jerk, but there really isn't anything that I'm not comfortable at least trying. You know what I mean? Like, what's the worst that could happen? You know? I mean, you I'm haven't. A little bit I think what you're trying to say is you haven't come across anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, it, and I, that's yeah. true. I mean, as as a businessman, I mean, I have opportunities to come up like, hey, you want to make 125 stools? And there's that, you know, there's that party of this like, oh my god, that's is that too big of a job? Um, so there's sometimes you have to. I mean, that one obviously, I was like, yeah, because that was. But if it was like 225 stools, I might have been like, well, um, even though, what's the difference, really? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like An- another 80 hours. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, you know, and double the payday. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, as, so as, you, as go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, as reclaimers, what what should we tell people? What kind of attitude do you need if if you want to actually say, you know, what I reclaim or I want to get into reclaiming? This is what we talk about all the time, or we try to a little bit. Mm-hmm. What kind of attitude does that take? How would you define the attitude for being a reclaimer? You got to be a ferret. You gotta like, you gotta just not give up, because ferrets, ferrets don't give up. I don't know, <laughs> like, they just, but you gotta. Or, you Is know, that a Talladega Nights thing? Because I've never heard nope. of that. <laughs> That's just a Tim thing. That's just. No, I used to have a pet ferret like a hundred years ago, and um, like it would, it would want to get up. It would. I had a. It was the '90s. I had a ferret and I slept on a futon, you know. <laughs> and so the ferret would want to get on the futon and torture me. And there was like I had a I had a little uh, like crate that it would jump up onto, so it could get up onto the onto the um the futon and it was just it was driving me nuts one night and i kept kept jumping on and i'd pick it up and put it on the ground and come back and you know and so then i went i pushed the crate across the room so it couldn't jump up on the futon anymore and i watched this thing like laid awake like amazed and i watched it. it took an hour and it just pushed this crate all the way back across the living room until it could get back up and i was like that's the kind of perseverance i need in my life i said to my future self be like a ferret. So, Phil, how would you describe a reclaimer's <laughs> attitude? What would you say? <laughs> I would say you need ferret-like persistence. Exactly. Ah. See, it makes sense now. You just gotta no, keep pushing. No, it still doesn't. I think that may have been unique to that ferret. Also unique to your life. Uh, probably not a universal experience. No, but... everyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who hasn't had a ferret push a crate across their... He's still slightly feverish, folks. Give him, give him some slash. <laughs> probably. Probably. I, that may have never happened. That was a dream. I've, just. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, easy on the peyote. Um, yeah, we've said it before, but the truth is, I think, to be a reclaimer, you have to be one of these, like, problem solvers. Like, one of these people who, yeah. who gets a thrill from solving a problem... Repairing something that's broken, um, not being the kind of person who runs out to buy a replacement or calls in a warranty. Instead, pulls the stickers off the thing, undoes the screws, opens it up, and sees if you can fix it with stuff you have around. Oh, I don't have a, I don't have a belt for my table saw. Instead, I'm going to use a whole bunch of rubber bands. Don't do that. That was an awful example. But yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. You know, like being able to fix things with found materials, being able to make things from found materials, just the constraint of, you know, the constraint is what gives you, right. you know, the, the, the creativity. And mm. I, I would say Enjoy that. much much the same uh, vein, I guess, but I would say thinking outside the box, you know, just just you have to really use your imagination to... To, to complete a project, a, a simple coffee table is basically four legs and a top. Okay, now how can I do that without going, running down to the store and buying the materials? So now where am I going to get those materials? What can I use for those materials? Do I, I mean, I made it, you know, well, after, of course, being inspired by Tim, but I uh, my side table right now next to my recliner is made from a stump and a bicycle. 
you know? So thinking outside the box is definitely an attitude that you have to have. Is that an attitude? Would that be an attitude? An outside the box thinker attitude? I I mean, I don't know if you'd use those specific words, but I think we all know what you're saying 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not too far from the, the topic, you know, but it's, um, you know, just wanting, wanting to be different, you know, or like, like doing things differently, you know? How do you guys, this, now we're shifting gears. How do you guys react to seeing a bad attitude? Like we're all part of this social media thing, right? We're, we're experiencing this growth in this community and we're constantly inundated by messages and we I think everyone really tries to be as positive as possible but every once in a while either you see something that ticks you off or you see somebody else who's upset about something and you have to encounter attitude I would like, say yeah. honestly it's the it's grown enough now to, for to where I can say I just don't deal with it I really don't so bad attitude I don't think it's permanent I don't know of anybody in the community that I know of who's mm-hmm. not gotten upset or ticked off and it doesn't last though. So it's, you know, it comes and goes. So I just kind of, I'm not there. I'm not going to go there. I just avoid it. Wait till it's over with, you know, I, I just recently, and this is how bad it's gotten just because I, it, it's grown enough to where I don't pay a lot of attention anymore, which is good. But when something pops up, it takes me totally by surprise. So the, uh, the old OG, I like to make stuff group, right? Yes. Um, I just saw something recently. Somebody uh, poked my name or whatever, and I was in there. Then I'm looking, I'm like, and then there's all these people talking. I can't believe this happened. Did you, did you guys see it? Oh, yeah, it happened. Well, apparently, um, and I don't think Andrew would mind me saying this, but Andrew's had a, a waiting list to, to get into that group for quite some time. Oh, kind of. And I yeah. guess he, uh, on April 1st, he said, boom, he just opened the floodgates and let anybody that was waiting to get into that group got in. Now, thousands of people. Yeah, it was a couple thousand people, right? So you would think, well, that's kind of neat. You know, I mean, people have been talking about everybody wanted to get into that group. Well, then, I'm, as I keep reading, now it's like, well, some people were recommended by a friend, so they didn't actually ask themselves. So now people are complaining that they're in, yeah. that they're in without being asked because, you know, making a couple, pushing a couple buttons to get out of the group would be too hard. But it's like, so attitude is, I don't know, man. I mean, that was... Pick your battles, I guess, for, for how... I mean, I want something to bother me. Exactly. Like, yeah. what are you really upset about right now? That's that's Ooh. what I, I tend to think when you I see violated people. my trust and added me to this group of passionate yeah. hobbyists. How yeah. dare you? Yeah. Good but, but sir. I, just, I, I thought that was funny. It's two different attitudes of people. Yeah. Some people are like, oh my gosh, hey, I'm, I'm finally in here. Uh, what's going on? I can't believe it. They're so excited. And then other people are like, you know what? I didn't ask to be in here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, eh. that was an odd one. I yeah. did see that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I try to remind myself, like when I find myself getting upset about something, like you know, this is like kind of like really, is this something worth being upset about? And I try to give everybody else the benefit of that doubt. Like I was I drive my wife nuts, you know, when we're driving somewhere and someone cuts her off and she starts yelling at the guy, and I'm like, oh, maybe his wife's in the hospital. He's rushing to see her. Like we don't know. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Everybody has bad days. You've cut people off. I've cut people off. I will again, and so will you, and so will he. Let's just all yeah. take a breath. Yeah. You know, that's and I know exactly the look that Gwen gives you when you say that. She looks <laughs> at you, and she says, and with her eyes, she says, "Whose team are you on?" Yep, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Because I'm on team everyone. Let's hug it uh-huh. out, guys. Hug it uh-huh. out. 
Right. <laughs> and she looks at you and she goes, just once, could you be on my team? Uh, yep. That <laughs> is those exact words. Now, you know, I, I, I would have to say it. I've, I've heard that myself. I've heard that myself yeah. before. Yeah. yeah, we have a connection, Gwen and I. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Oh wow, that was good. Nailed it. So Thanks. it uh, seems like we're all ending this with a uh, a very uh, pleasantly uplifted, upbeat attitude. Pick your battles, kid. Pick your battles. Yeah. I think that's that's a, a good piece of wisdom right there. It, it is indeed. It is indeed. Although I do, and there's a quick quick story with my kids. My wife says, "Phil, you've got to pick your battles." And I look at her and I say, "Lauren, you've got to pick a battle once in a while. They can't just get away with everything." Yeah, and she says, are you ever on my team? (laughs) No, I just get the freeze out after that. (laughs) I get put on timeout. Um, All right, I like that one. I think that was good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, iTunes review reviews. I think think this one... I got it. I'm all over this one. I think this one's right up Bill's alley here. So I'd like to start by just saying... uh, Five stars. That's what that's what we ask for. That's what we get. Nailed and, it. Um, and the mm-hmm. and the it's a five star review, and we say that we will read these. And this one is by J Vargas four four two two, and the title of this is eh, and the content of this review is it's all right. But I've said it has five stars, so but it's five stars. So good attitude. We, want, <laughs> we will read them. We thank you. I think that's probably one of the best five-star reviews ever because it's concise. It's got a good attitude of relaxed. You know, it's, it's all right. He's not, yeah. he's not uptight. He's not, un, you know, up, whatever. It's good. Actually, it's I good. think um, a really good example of one is the one we got last week. Maybe you should read that one out again. No, I I, I, I don't know. No. Well, Tim wasn't here for you, so you should probably read it out. Do you want me to read it out like, uh, like I read it before, or should we include Tim? Well, you can include Tim this time. All right. So this is with Tim included in the, uh, <laughs> and I'm only doing this because, you know, I love you, Phil. You know what? I cannot believe that you're, you're going to do this, Bill. You just want to hear your own voice that much? Are you going to read the, the, the Phil praise? You know, if you said to Phil, maybe we should read that one from last week that praised me. What do you think Phil would be like? Oh, sure, Bill. I'll read that again. <laughs> wow. Are you kidding? I, I am very accommodating. Also, are you here this week? Tim is this? Is this, is, this, is this happening? I feel like my, I feel like my parents are fighting, and I don't, I don't want to play anymore. You, but you're the one I'm fighting with. <laughs> oh. <laughs> also, it's your fault. We're getting a divorce. Yeah. yeah. Go, go tell your brothers and sisters. <laughs> oh, good lord! I'm anyway. just kidding. Do not read that. Don't read it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Weekly tip. Uh, it's my turn, and I um, am abdicating to Tim. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I have a couple here. Uh, this is a good one that you may or may not know. And um, you know your 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 benchtop planner, your lunchbox planner. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're planning something down to thickness, you, you say you do both sides, whatever. When you're done, without adjusting it, run it through again one last time on the same setting on both sides. And it'll just give it a little extra sort of clean. Don't don't crank it down any lower. Just like the on the last pass, do it two times without adjusting the setting. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you're you're essentially burnishing the wood. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's in theory what's no, happening, but it's, it's also it's, because Woods, it's it's kind of it's going to get some high spots and low spots because there is that little flex, you know, that kind of pushes. It's it's a bench top planner, yeah. So it's not it's yeah. not as stable, but if you run it through, you can run it through two or three times. It'll still keep because you can hear yes, it. It'll, it'll still yeah. keep taking a little bit off, just a little bit better each time. Yeah, but I wouldn't say burnishing. I would say it. Agree to disagree. Well, what's the other that, tip? That's that's a you're, terrible attitude, Phil. You're just wrong. But <laughs> you can say it all you want and be wrong. That's fine. Meanwhile, you agreed with me up until Bill said something. Yeah. But that's no. Fine. It's I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I mean, burnishing is is compacting, right? It's like pushing. No, no. Burnishing is like polishing. It's polishing, yeah. Yeah, well, you're definitely not polishing. So you're using that. the metal to polish the wood, basically, at a very high speed, which is what burnishing is. No, I would say again with the planer, what yeah. you're what you're really doing is you're just making it. It's it's almost like cranking it down, but in minutia. You're just taking a, a slight, a lesser yeah, path, it, a lesser path, a lesser path every time. You run it three yeah. or four times through there, and it's just going to get the spots that it missed the first time around. Especially with softer woods, because they'll they'll move and flex in there a little bit, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, I you know, just you. exactly like burnishing. Yeah. Right. Perfect. What's the other tip? <laughs> you want me to read more of them? I was going to save them. That was just going to be the one I was going to use, but. I don't know. I don't know. That felt only like a partial tip. What else you got? All right. Yeah. I mean, all, the ones, <laughs> all the ones I have here are just little little tips like that. Here, um, well, just give me the little tip then. Okay. I'll just give you the little tip. It's actually when you're using your pencil and you shave your pen, you keep sharpening your pencil, eventually. Yeah. It's just a little tip. Right. The, the like, last, when you have that pencil down a couple of, they make great dowels. Um, so don't throw them away when they get too short to write. You can always just pull the eraser off, cut it, and it makes a great dowel. Yeah, but then you have lead in the middle of your project. So? It's graphite, and so. It is graphite. I apologize for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, wow. Oh, a dowel. Yeah. Use your pencil stub. Well, I use them on my I use them on my CMC machine for position dowels, so there's no lead actually going in. Okay, now that uh, makes more sense. So he doesn't like, mean dowel. He means indexing pin. Yeah, indexing oh. pin. But no, you could use it as a dowel too. Why not? Because well, I guess if it wasn't if it's if, if it's not, not showing, if it's not showing, I guess some pencils are around. A lot of yeah, pen, most pencils are around. Guys, now. guys, pick your battle. Yeah. Um, here we go. <laughs> pick your attitude, buddy. All right, pick your attitude. You, you asked check for a that attitude one. at the door. You asked for a second one. I gave it to you. You don't have to like I'm it. I'm still waiting for the second one. I don't know what that was. Uh, here we go. What grabbed your attention? If you had to say, perhaps some I don't think I want to talk anymore. I think. All right, I'm sorry. I apologize. You're still recovering. Two, You're healing. Those are two darn good tips, and you're the just throwing them good. out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and I shouldn't be such a jerk, especially since it was my turn to come up with something. And you're yeah, just, and you're, I just saved your butt. You're substitute teaching over here. Um, <laughs> and the class is acting out. That's right. Well, we know you're not the real teacher. I can't wait to hear what, and, and they are yours next week, Phil. And I cannot wait to hear what your tips are. More than one that you owe us now. And they better well, work. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. Does it have to be in woodworking or could it be in electronics? I don't care. All right. Okay, with that well. kind of attitude, Phil, I would say as long as you come up with something, it'll be it. Right. Just anything. Anything. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, what grabbed your attention this week, Tim? Um, I, 
I didn't get a chance to watch too, too much YouTube. Um, I was really, well, I was actually watching quite a bit of Netflix. I watched your, um, your last kingdom that you recommended, Phil. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. We're hooked. Yeah. Casey I like and I it. are absolutely hooked on that show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. Um, I hope they make another season. I like the uh, I like the characters, and I like all the um, the old timey like honor code stuff. And yeah, words, so, all the old timey words. You know, Go ahead. Th- this Go is ahead. great. This is great. So, thinking of the the Last Kingdom, we have a dragon. It's named Lou. Okay, so Casey now has adopted calling him Lutrid, son of Lutstrid, my son. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, that, that is pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Lutrid, of, son of, of Lutstrid, my son. Yeah, of Bebenberg. Yeah. Of Billenberg. Um, but <laughs> yeah. so for YouTube, though, I wanted to point out our, our good friend Paul Jackman. Well, by good friend, I mean our acquaintance. Paul Jackman, uh, his, his video he posted this week is a collaboration video that we did. He came to my shop in December, like, four months ago and uh, I cut a guitar body out for, out of a pallet blank that he had glued up and he yeah. just now finished it and made a video I don't know what Jeez. that guy does he like he like makes clogs and that's like his entire month he makes a pair of clogs I don't know how I don't know how he lives like is that is he Dutch now? is that what's going but, on? yeah maybe maybe that's I he think he turned, was Dutch he might have turned Dutch yeah right but so I wanted to mention uh, I wanted to mention that as my little video to go check out because um uh, maybe it's good. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Okay. What about you, Lutrid? Um, well, I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say check out Tim's latest video. Um, but I can't say that with sincerity because I haven't seen it yet. But I did notice <laughs> that it popped up today. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Tim's latest video. I do have something to say, though. I've been, I'm starting to get the requests and the uh, people asking me what's going on. At household loots for Maker Fair, and I'm I'm skipping this year. Um, I just the, I'm I'm redirecting those resources, uh, so there will be no hosting. I don't even know if I'm going to go to Maker Fair. It's just other stuff is more important, believe it or not. But so anyway, for any if anybody's listening and you're wondering, no offense to anybody, it's just uh, yeah, I'm just redirecting those resources to, you know, spending time with my daughter and and uh, other things that we are we have going on so maker fair i might see you there uh and if you're thinking about going still go there's there's enough of you now that i think i think when i first started doing this not everybody kind of knew each other and and they were all mm. able to meet up and not but you guys all know each other now these people that go get a and b and y'all have your own hosting party and whatnot and and do all of that because i think i think uh everybody should still do that but I don't think uh, I'm going to be partaking this year. Well, I'm I'm glad to that uh, you know you have other things that you're directing your energy to. That's great. I just want to point out to all the people that were maybe hoping that your house is available that you don't have a window in your front house. Right yeah, now. and I don't just, have a front window. So. Just just bring your screw gun and you're in. So. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that, Tim. Oh, yeah, it's okay nice. if you don't feel well next week and you don't want to do the pod again. That's okay. Uh, I'm just trying to help. You know, just trying to help everyone. Anyway, that, so that that's what caught my attention is is remembering to say something about that because I am I am getting people inquiring. So, Phil, attention, do you have any? Oh, did it start? Yeah, it was on last night. Oh man. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't recognize that theme song, a what's wrong with you? B Game of Thrones. It is awesome. 
It's like the Super Bowl and the World <laughs> Series and the Stanley Cup all mashed together. It's so good. I, I will look forward to seeing it next year when it comes out on Netflix or whatever who's doing it. It'll never come out on that. Let me know if you want to watch it. I know a guy. It's already on one of those Prime or Netflix because I see I, it's like catch up on Game of Thrones. It's on watch HBO all. Go. No, it's actually on Prime or Netflix. It's not on Netflix. I know that. No. But, uh, yeah, then it's on Prime because I'm I'm seeing the commercials for it. Catch up on H- on Game of Thrones. So I think it's Prime. But anyway. Hmm. All right. I'm just all to I, say all to say that I'm not going to be able to watch it this year. You can watch it anytime you want. Just let me know. Anyways, uh, it was phenomenal. First episode of the se- of season eight, which is the final season, was last night, and I enjoyed it immensely. And that is what has my attention. Speaking of episodes, you owe me. I think two now. Two. Yes, I do owe you. Two episodes, Tim. I, I didn't misspeak. <laughs> I know what I said. Did I stutter? <laughs> All right. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from y'all. Uh, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us them five-star reviews. We will read them out regardless of the word count. Uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. We actually are raising money for some kind of a, uh, a salve or a lotion for Tim's face because <laughs> now that his camera is in focus, yikes. So... Let's let's please help that out. Uh, and having said all that, have a great week and be good. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs>